everybody. Welcome to Coaching Queens 2020. I'm Queen Bee Baumgarth. I'm Queen Bee Burrow. And we have a friend today, Renee. Renee, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. I was going to say, I'm Queen Bee too. Oh, wait. I'm Queen, <laughs> Queen Bee, Queen Bee. You're honorary. Uh, uh, honorary. Honorary <laughs> Queen Bee. Oh, why, why, thank you. <laughs> it's been one of those days, guys. I had my, uh, my shot yesterday or whenever we watched this a week ago or whatever. So I, I'm, I'm kind of out of it a little bit. So Charity is going to help me pick it up a little bit. How do you pronounce your last name, Renee? The door. The door. Oh, we were all wrong. True story. The door. It's so it's good. a good thing. It's a good thing. Okay. And Charity, you take it away. All right. So we want to welcome Renee, our friend to our show. You are our first guest ever on the coaching Queens. Woo. But we want to let everybody know that Renee is more than a wife. She's more than a mom of two teens and she's more than a businesswoman. She's the author of a book, which is super cool. I love it. It is called measuring up how to win in a world of comparison. She knows who she is and who she's been created to be. So we want to welcome you again. This is incredible. You're our first guest. We're so excited. Thank you. And um, thanks for having me. I feel so honored. That's awesome. Yay. I'm just so like, holy crap, we have a guest. This yeah. is so, <laughs> so in your journey, we've talked a little bit off screen. You know, we had our Zoom meeting. Um, we were on Trigger's call with you. I was where you I don't remember Joan if you sorry my cat is talking in the background. <laughs> She's excited as well. She's in heat. Um so really how does that inner peace work for you? Like how did you come to that point where you're okay with everything? Cuz I know your book is about comparison and what that does to us in our inner peace. That's a really good question. And I'd have to say that when you ask me how I'm okay with everything, mm -hmm. I would be so lying if I said I was okay with everything. <laughs> so I have to be really honest. That's, that's part of my inner peace is being free to be honest, being free to be transparent and vulnerable. That's one of the huge tips I can say that has helped me. But for so long, I didn't have inner peace about who I was. I had a strong faith, a very strong relationship with, the, with God, with the Lord. I also had pretty much from outside looking in a wonderful life. I had a new built house, amazing husband who provided and made so I could be a stay at home mom of two little kids that just really, you know, really great kids and everything I'll say typical, just everything good, but I still felt like just this turmoil inside. And that was really hard. That was a struggle. But when I finally, finally got to the point to where I could recognize who I was or who I was created to be, that's when the peace started to come because I was able to actually like stop and see other people for who, who they were and accept who I was and not think of it as this person's more than or less than or or better than or more pretty you know whatever that didn't matter it it really is nothing but that inner peace is being is knowing that i'm right who i should be and that's it and i'm just continuing to measure up to my innovative identity so that's where my inner peace journey 
kind of came to, but at the same time, it's not that I always have that full piece. It's that I've learned the techniques. I've learned the ability to bring it back, to bring myself back to the truth. When I stray away from the truth, that's where that turmoil comes back, Mm -hmm. but I don't have to live that way. And now that I know how to live with the piece, that's where I'm able to keep bringing it back. It's wonderful that you said that. And, and it's, it's about reframing. I uh, have to tell you that there's a, a girl weekend that I'm going to, and she lives in Lake St. Louis. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, a swimming suit. And other people are going to wear a swimming suit. And mm-hmm. I start thinking, you know, I'm not going to look that good in a swimming suit. And they're going to look cuter. And then I thought, you know what? I got invited. They like my personality. And they like me being part of the group and just take it for that. And I have a sense of humor, you know, and I, I'll have fun with it. I'll have fun with it. So. And they don't care what your swimming suit looks like. They really don't. And that's, I mean, for so long, I was under the impression that other people actually would think less of me because of, you know, what I wore and how I looked in what I wore. But the truth is, nobody else cares. And if they do, that's their shallow fault. I mean, that's something that they need to work on and no judgment against them because I was there before too, but that's on them. It's not on you. So rock whatever bathing suit you wear and your smile that you have is like literally going to light up. No one's even going to see below. Yes. Thank you. Now I'm blushing. I tell her that all the time. (laughs) And I noticed you have teenagers, so you probably can relate to this with coaching the kids. Comparison. (laughs) But like you said, being there, it's easier to relate to them for that. And they really are in a world of, you know, their jeans are nicer than mine. Their parents' cars. They don't wear jeans. No, you cannot wear jeans because if someone wears jeans, they're not cool. Just saying. Oh, we're doing that. Okay. I'm yeah. that far behind the times. <laughs> Holy, yeah. I'm all like, I have on jeans today. This is weird, you know? Oh, I wear them sometimes. So you're not. Yo pants. <laughs> I got the mom jeans. I can rock those. Those are, yeah, so yeah, those are back in style. <laughs> those are so comfy. But really, with the kids, it's hard to get them out of that, but once you can, they actually start to see it. And I think, I don't know about you ladies, Joan, you had teenagers at one point too. And if we can start younger with them and breaking that comparison cycle, I think we, we can help them avoid the pitfalls we fell into. I know you said you were into pageants when you were younger. So was I, it was being on that stage and being judged. That's hard. it's, it's uncomfortable knowing people are looking at your outer world. I think you get stuck in that loophole where then you're like, well, if they're going to judge me, who's not judging me. And then you don't want to share anything. And it was late twenties when I was like, this hurts. It physically started to hurt to not be who I was. And then you have that disruption where you start to step into who you are and everyone else is like, whoa, Joan, the flooding today, everybody was checking in on you. Oh, yeah. You know, checking in and they wanted to see if I was okay because 
the old John would have just flipped a lid, you know, mm-hmm. think, oh my gosh, part of my robe's missing. And this is awful. And this is crazy. I'm taking pictures of it. I'm like, this is cool. Look at this. <laughs> Awesome. But you know, a couple of years ago, you would have flipped mm-hmm. and it, it's kind of intense when you think about how, when you actually step into who you are and I, that comparison one, that's heavy. That's been a theme this week. I've noticed for a lot of people and it's hard to watch others go through it. But like you said, at the same time, you start to recognize where they're at though. At the same time, you're like, mm, okay, yeah, I've been there. Don't want to go back. Yeah. What made you think I need to put this in a book? Mm -hmm. The catalyst for that was my daughter when she was in fifth grade. It was a constant struggle of her coming home and I mean, beautiful little girl, right? And I'd braid her hair for her and all of this stuff, but she'd come home and she'd say, oh, well, this person, her braids, she thinks that she's so cool. And she thinks her braids, actually, they don't say so cool, but that's what I said when I was young. So that's what I'm saying. So whatever it is, you know, she thinks she's so whatever the word is and that she always looks so nice and all this. And what I started asking her were questions. Did she say that? Did she say that she thinks that she's really pretty? Is Are those words coming out of her mouth? And there are there were like that, that silence of like, well, no, but you can tell because she, this and that. And, and it was such a struggle for me because I do feel like I can, I have come to a place where I can overcome all of that. It's not that those thoughts never come to mind. Of course, we're we're human and we are designed to compare. But when we use it to our benefit instead of our detriment, and we learn how to coax it and train it. So I started trying to coach her. That's why I laughed when you said that. I was like coaching our kids. Oh my God, teenagers. (laughs) But it was, it felt like nothing was happening. And so I realized, you know what, when I had the opportunity and the publisher had asked me, Hey, would you take this spot for a book? I knew that topic had been resonating hardcore for like at least half a year. Wow. I was like, I don't know all the answers yet. I don't know how this is going to go, but I know I'm supposed to write on this. So the catalyst was my daughter who is now 14. However, it was something I think innate. Sometimes I believe that there's those divine reasons and there's little pieces that you can look back and you're like, Oh yeah, that's right. That's why this happened at this timing. And that's why I still struggled in this area and then realized, Oh, I could overcome that too. So the book actually helped me in some ways to recognize that I had overcome a lot more than I thought. That's awesome. Those aha moments. I love those. Mm. Like, Oh, okay. I get what you're putting down. God, that's cool. That's cool. (laughs) I'm catching what you're throwing. Um, um, all the kids cringe when I talk they're like no don't please don't do that (laughs) so how do you approach failure this has been kind of a big topic with the youth group they're like I don't want to fail and I'm like oh sweeties put that on yourself I love failure personally that's that's me I find that as a great okay that doesn't work let's try this instead so what is your approach to failure similar to yours I think that when we're an adult we get to the point that if we choose to we can develop and our brains are able to think more logically and realize that if I don't try 
not only will I not fail, but I never will succeed. Mm -hmm. So I have a choice. Do I want to stay the way I am or do I want to succeed? And failure is part. It's just, it's part of that path. And every failure makes us who we are. Mm -hmm. Every failure that we go through, whether it's really bad, I mean, we make terrible mistakes. Those kind of like Joan said earlier, we can reframe them. Like those are the things that we're going to be able to use in the future. It's part of our story. I think it's difficult for youth to understand that because they haven't had the experiences. They haven't had, they haven't lived as long, haven't had the opportunity. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, the, the, the rational logical side just isn't quite, I've just had to come to that point and realize that they're, pick, they're, they're not picking up what we're throwing right now, <laughs> but it is sticking to them. Like, I think the more that we keep throwing it and we keep modeling it, and just like you're saying, you know, like if you are sharing with them how you feel about failure, they're going to eventually be like, you know, I just failed. And maybe it's not so bad because someone I cared about and respected once told me. So the more that we're doing that, I think that's just being who we're created to be. It gives them permission to be who they're created to be, even if they don't pick it up right when we throw it. That's awesome. They're kind of like Velcro and we're throwing balls at them. (laughs) That sounds like fun. (laughs) It does. It's freedom when you know your failure and you own it. You know, the choices that I've made have made me into the person I am that my husband of 15 years, woo, which is 30 years in Joan years, you know, but, you know, I am the person that all those choices made me. And, And if I would blame it on somebody else, I'd be robbing myself of of growth and 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 that's what's so good is that 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 you own it that you own the failures the mistakes the choices and and you know that stuff that is so good Renee I love that that's beautiful and when you think back most of the time would we actually we think of terrible things and like let's say that Mm -hmm. we had a car accident and somebody died of course we would say like yeah I wish that would have never happened I get that. But typically when we think of the things that we failed at, I can look back and think, you know, I'm actually really glad. I'm glad I can't sit there and say that. Yeah, I made that mistake or I totally goofed that up in a bad way, or I really hurt that person. And I'm not glad I hurt them. But at the same time, all these things have helped other areas. So looking back, we have that advantage. Yeah. I like, I love that. I love we that had a previous show that we we did that we were talking about if we didn't have the rain we wouldn't have the rainbows if we oh. didn't have the bad then we wouldn't know the happy we would take it for granted yeah true story i love that renee this has been wonderful i know that you have to get off and go pick up a tiny human from visit soccer we actually have a track meet in the rain if it doesn't get canceled by lightning. So oh. that's where we get to go. Yay, let's go. <laughs> it was so nice to have you on. It really I, was. Thank I you enjoy you immensely. So, so why don't you tell people where they can get a hold of you? Sure. You're welcome to find me on Facebook. I'm also on LinkedIn. I think that's really how we met initially because as we keep going through all of the neat networking, Mm-hmm. As well as you can find me on Instagram. You could try me on Twitter, but I probably won't tweet you back. <laughs> as well as my website at www.renevador.com. That's awesome. And her book, your book is on Amazon, right? 
Yeah, it's on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, really anywhere books are sold. And right now it's actually only like 12 bucks for the hardback, which typically they sell it for like 27. Wow. Okay. I'm going to buy one. It's cheaper than what I can get it as the, as the author. (laughs) I love how this world works some days, but we will make sure that we link everything that when we post it everywhere to everyone will be able to just click and get a hold of you because that's the world we live in now takes me a little bit but I figure it out so Renee we do want to thank you so much for joining us today this has been absolutely wonderful thank you for being our first guest ever and putting up with our crazy and we love you and we hope we can have you back again love you ladies too and thanks for the opportunity I'm truly honored and I love what you're doing thank Thank you you Finally, a better way to hold your phone. Introducing Steady Straps. Made here in the USA, Steady Straps are high quality, flexible straps that adjust to hold virtually any phone comfortably and securely. Steady Straps are washable and come in a wide range of colors and styles. See them all at SteadyStraps.com because they're so visible, they're the perfect promotional item to advertise your company message or logo. Learn more at SteadyStraps.com. That's SteadyStraps.com. And we're back, take two. <laughs> Welcome back to Coaching Queens. We just want to say thank you to our friend Renee Vidor. That was great. It was. That was fantastic. I am so excited to get a copy of her book. I just got to go over to Amazon and get one probably on audio or Kindle because that's how I roll. But what are you? Oh, you're looking at the camera. I'm like, what are you looking at? I'm like, what's up there? We're keeping this one. <laughs> Apparently today is the day that we work on our blooper reel. <laughs> I mean, we're having a heck of a day. But I know a lot of people are having a heck of a week. And really it we're all we're all in the same canoe, the same river, the same lake. And we're all comparing each other. <laughs> See, I'm thinking same puddle. <laughs> <laughs> puddle works too man all right guys thank you for spending time with us we don't want to take up any more of your time but may the lord bless you and keep you the lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you the lord turns his face towards you and give you peace so bye everybody thank you guys